Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last? I am mine. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. Your disease, I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What is going on, everyone? This is Charlie with Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. With me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. Ground control to Major Charlie. Yep, that's 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 where we're going. Ground control to Major Charlie. Did they play that mute that song on? Take the, your protein pills and going. put your helmet on. Yeah, there he goes. Is he is he done now? I'm done. Okay, he's done. We're in they space. Play. We oh, haven't mentioned David Bowie at all while being in space. This no. is my opportunity. No, it's fine. Well, I think they played that song in Valerian. The oh, yeah, you know I what? was right at the beginning when they were like building the big space station. I still haven't seen that movie, honestly. Really? Yeah, I, I do want to. Uh, it was one of those when I missed it in theaters and kind of went, that felt like it should have been a theater experience, and I just haven't caught it since. It absolutely was. I watched it in theaters, and I don't know why it didn't do well. I was I, excited for it because it was a Luc Besson. Luc Besson. We Luc are Besson. fans of uh, Luc Besson. Return to action. I mean, Return he did to the family, but I don't think yeah. that really counts. It was more of a nah. comedy that had a couple machine guns in it. Yeah, it wasn't that great. No, uh, we lo- we love our Luke Basson movies as evidence of the movie we are covering for our grand finale on our space journey. That yeah, it's not June right now; it's July. But technically, we had to end this right. So, and had- what better way? Then yeah. take a space vacation with a multi-pass. Gotta have that multi-pass, Nate. Multi-pass. We are covering the fifth element, a Luc Basson. And if those of you that have been listening all the way through, we covered a Luc Basson movie right when we started our journey, and that was Lockout. Yes, so, the one that he produced, and did he write it? I can't remember already. I think well, he, he was, was involved. He, he was, was involved. definitely a producer. He, it was his he company. Got, he got sued, so I'm sure he was involved. <laughs> you know, had to pay John Carpenter some money for his knockoff Snake Plissken so that John Carpenter didn't feel bad because he did his knockoff Snake Plissken that we covered already in Ghosts of Mars. And there's another yeah. connection with this movie, Nate. Do you know the other connect this movie, how it connects to the ones we have just done? Uh, is there a leprechaun in it? Because I didn't catch that. That's the only movie that doesn't fit our journey at <laughs> all, according to the numbers and our fan group. <laughs> they were like, turns we out you know. guys were not excited for a leprechaun episode, and that episode has tanked. 
So uh, you're uh, missing out on some really good space jaws. That's all I'm going to say. We created a space trilogy in the Space Leprechaun episode. So if you haven't listened to it because you're like, that movie sucked. The episode didn't, though. So there's that. But no, the other connection is this movie co-stars Mila Jovovich. And who is Mila jo- Jovovich's husband? Oh, my God. It's Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> Director of Event Horizon <laughs> that we just did before. So, Son of a bitch. I forgot about that. I have, I have been able to bring this all full circle. And this episode releases on July 5th. The fifth element. There you go. You're welcome, everyone. This is the amount of thought we put into this, except for Leprechaun 4. Except for (laughs) Leprechaun 4. (laughs) Oh, man, uh, that episode tanked. (laughs) uh, Still still a chance to get legs. There was a lot of episodes I've always felt like, wow, that no one liked it. And now they've actually caught up on downloads. So hopefully people will go back and listen. Maybe they'll be like, ah, this this ancient classic from twenty years ago, Leprechaun. Oh uh, yes, the uh, sensation. <laughs> it it's gonna get a resurgence. That broke ground waves. Just it broke all the fields of. I don't know. Shout factory. Highlights. Go, Shout factory's gonna do a. I'm 4K just throwing Ultra. words in the space and hoping one of them sticks. It's all all about doing space. that a lot here recently, where it's I just can't think space. of the words I need, and then I just kind of fall apart. That was me with COVID, which thankfully is gone now. It's because you have, had the brain scramblies. I did have the brain scramblies. So finally got that out of my system. I'm finally back home in my office, in my comfort zone. Yeah, this so, feels right. This feels normal again. It, it, like every time we try to plan us getting together, the world comes to an end. The basically. only thing that's different is we're doing this on a Friday night instead of a Thursday night, which means now I can drink while we record. Yeah. I'm going to order a pizza at some point and I, finish we have Stranger pizza. Things. We have pizza when we're when I'm done and Stranger Things we're watching. Now, we're starting beginning of season four because my daughter, uh, for some reason, has decided she wanted to watch Stranger Things. She's like 12, 13. And so I was like, okay, she's watching. And she got up to like season three. And I'm like, well, we might as well wait till she's caught up. And then we can all watch it together. So we start season four tonight. I so. can't wait. You're going to be done with uh, it by the time the weekend's over with. That's if we're able to forget. I have a younger son who hates horror things and scary stuff. That's I watched. True. Well, I watched. Uh, a fan. <laughs> uh, Anthony and I watched Doctor Strange because it's streaming on Disney Plus now. And uh, while we were still in Ohio and we got towards the end of it, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the movie, I guess, skip this part yeah, where skip this uh, part. Uh, dead strange uh, fights the Scarlet Witch. I looked at Anthony and went, what do you think Liam would have done? He goes, oh, he would have never made it this far into the movie. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty graphic. He, he says it's pretty intense. He's like, oh, yeah, this was a horror movie. I was like, well done, Sam Raimi. Well done. Yes, well done. For the next generation. Thank you. Uh, All right, man. Well, we are this. Guys, this is a classic. This is. This is one of the greats. This is the fifth element, man. Bruce Willis, Mila Jolovich, Gary Oldman. I mean, the list of actors and actresses are a mile long. The talent involved with this, the visuals everything about this movie This is one of those movies where it's just like the professional it was ahead of its time and i think it's an 
excellent follow-up to The Professional. I think so. I, I love... I, look, say I'm, there's, there's some odd things about Luke Besson. I don't know all of them, and we're not going to dig into them. But the, the man is a movie director and writer. I'm a fan. I love his movies. I really do. If it says Luke Besson on something, I'm going to at least You're going to check it out. I, yeah, yeah. I, I do the same thing with like Guy Ritchie. If Guy Ritchie's name is attached to something, I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch is it. Is it going to be good? I don't know, but it says Guy Ritchie, so I'm going to watch it. Um, but this movie, from this, from when I first saw this movie, not, is, is, came out in 97. I uh, watched it in theaters, rented it immediately. I, I have fell in love with this movie ever since I seen it the first time. I, say, this, I think the first time I saw it might have been on the Stars channel. I really oh yeah. feel like this was one of the ones that we had watched on cable as a family and remember just being blown away by it. And it's funny, too, when you watch it again, you're like, there isn't too much action, per se, in this movie. But the action is so good and it sticks out so well when it's there. You look like you saw a ghost. Something exploded. Oh, that's strange when you live in the middle of nowhere. You should go investigate. Um, Maybe grab the axe. I'm going to have to. I'm going to hit the pause (laughs) button. Well, that was a that was that was wild. You okay? Did you find the ghost? What happened? Um, No. uh, Two houses down from me exploded. Oh, (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at that. But no, I I mean, mean, that's what houses do. Sometimes they just explode. It sounded like a cannon going off and uh, went over there. I didn't pick anything of that up on the mic. It was it was one of those like low, but it shook everything in the office, the house. So I just ran over and checked on uh, the neighbors. She was home with her daughter alone. Uh, They heard it. It shook everything in their house. And the other house is like the smoke's coming out of the eaves already. So it's rolling black and he had ammo in the uh, garage and you can hear it going off. Oh, God. So we're pulling everyone back in, you know, small community. We're volunteer fire department. It's going to take them a few minutes. Um, Cop, thankfully, was over there. Looked like almost immediately after it happened. So it was probably one of the local guys. Um, Yeah. No, house literally basically exploded. What a way to happen a Friday night. God, man, we were talking about how good of a Friday night we were going to have, man. Yeah, I know. Then your neighbor's house explodes. They're not having a good Friday night. No, no, they're not. Um, Just a reminder, everyone, please be safe on 4th of July. Even though it's already passed, I know people love to do it for the next three months. Three months, yeah. (laughs) Fireworks going off at like 4 p.m. It'll be daylight. You're like, you can't even see it, you asshole. Right. Uh, Big loud boom sound. This one. I want. This one was the crescendo. This was the finale oh, that happened too soon. <laughs> two houses down. A little here. too early in the daylight. Wow. So that's a little bit of live action force, everybody. So uh, Damn. uh let's uh, let's just go ahead and hit this trailer so we can kind of recollect let's ourselves make it happen, a little bit. Because I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh fifth element. Well, yep. we're gonna go there. We'll be so. right back. <laughs> All right. When the three planets are in eclipse. Black hole like a door is open. Evil comes, spreading terror and chaos. But to exterminate life, all forms of life. So what you're telling me, Father, there's nothing that can stop. Four elements. 
gathered around the fifth, the supreme being, the ultimate warrior, created to protect life. Then night turns to dark, life to death, forever. What's your best man to go on the covers? I have the perfect one. It's nice to see you again, Father. Where are the stones? I don't know. And even if I did know, I wouldn't tell somebody like you. Language. Spoken throughout the universe before time was time. Jim, bring me what I asked you for. Yes. Evil begets evil, Mr. President. What is your name? Good. Major Dallas, you selected for a mission of the utmost importance. What mission? Save the world. Go to the dealer, collect the stones, and meet me at the temple. Send someone to negotiate. Unbelievable! I'm just looking Just destroy And do you have any idea where it's heading? What else want to negotiate? Where did he learn to negotiate like that? I know my man. He'll calm things down. What's the best show I ever did? Yeah. Man, what a trailer. It's a good trailer. It's again for a movie that's totally visual. The trailers they made were totally visual. Like I tried to find shorter ones and there was no dialogue. It was curious how no dialogue with Bruce Willis, the man with the mouth. All it would just be like pictures, you know, scenes from the movie. Then like Bruce Willis's name would pop up on the screen. Then Mila Jolovich, you know, all that. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, the man of a million faces. Uh, But yeah, that's. That that's still a good trailer, still a great thing. All right, man, I'm throwing a curveball on you today. Other than the house exploding, that was a freebie. Um, but yeah, um, imagine like your house explodes and your insurance looks sorry. You don't have explosion insurance, <laughs> right? That's you didn't check that box. You know how I said, uh, you know, my van has a self destruct button. That house had a self. That house had a self destruct button. Not that we're trying to make light of the situation, but. Uh, you kind of have to because it's two houses down. I'm trying not to be in a panic mode right now. I'm recording a <laughs> podcast about a sci-fi action movie while my You just want to neighbor... do the podcast in 4D. Uh, uh, yeah, damn. But anyway, all right, Nate, you got to do something now. Okay. You are going to write down your Al Leong score. You're not going to tell me. You're not going to say it out loud. But you're going to take your score and write it down. All right. Then I'm not going to tell it right now. I'm you're not going to tell. Down. You're going to save it till the end That's of the show. That's a little squiggly mark there. And there's a little. Yep. And then there's another squiggly mark next to the other squiggly mark. And then they form a number. All right. I'm done. All right. Good. So I have 
talked about this briefly before uh, in some other shows that the live show that I do with the Action Elite, we do a thing called Space, and I couldn't leave our journey in space without us trying this, this is little true. Uh, system We out. talked about this on one of the episodes. They all yes. kind of blur together for they me. They do but after a while. They do. We did it on one of them where it's like each letter gets zero to two yeah. points and a half now point we, if need be. We haven't, but... we haven't done it. We discussed no. it. Now, this is how we rate movies because a lot of times we'll have, I think we had like six people on the last, last live stream that we did. So it kind of helps move things along so this was created by a good friend of the show j-man who has a youtube channel i will have links to all his stuff once this episode comes out but he created this all credit goes to him and i did ask him hey can i use that system and he's like absolutely go ahead he goes that's why i developed it so it is called space it is story pacing artistry characters and enjoyment every category gets a zero to two rating a one means you were perfectly fine with it it was totally average so one isn't a bad number in this two means you absolutely love it there's nothing better whatsoever on the planet it that was perfect score and we break the movie down especially a movie as complex as this the fifth element has a lot of stuff going on in it. It's funny because, like, as I was watching this again, I was like, how do we kind of, like, tackle this without... Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought about explaining it like a five-year-old. Explain well, yeah. it to a five-year-old. See, I just it's... can't <laughs> effing talk. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's okay. So this kind of helps us keep a track of the movie, break it down without walking through the movie. But we're still going to do our new segment that we have. When you go to the rental store and you're looking at movies and that cover catches you and you flip it over to find out a little bit more. So our synopsis segment is the back of the cover. Here we go. New York cab driver Corbin Dallas didn't mean to be a hero. But he just picked up the kind of fare that only comes along every 5,000 years. A perfect beauty, a perfect being, a perfect weapon. Now together they must save the world. Bruce Willis, Gary Oldman, and Mila Jovovich star in the the acclaimed director Luke Besson's outrageous sci-fi adventure and extravagantly styled tale of good against evil set in an unbelievable 23rd century world there you go you know what i would have just saw bruce willis was in i was like cool i'm watching this that i wasn't even a gary oldman fan at the time when i because i didn't know who he was i didn't i you know in 97 you got a little nine-year-old nate he can't fully appreciate how incredible gary oldman is yet well i was 17 and that's the beauty of gary oldman was once you're aware of him and you go back through his filmography, you go, oh, shit, that's Gary Oldman? Because he's a chameleon. Oh, the oh, man he blends God. into his roles. The man just kind of oozes onto the screen and takes over. Yeah. I mean, from vampires to terrorists on airplanes to, I mean, to this. I mean, he's almost unrecognizable in this. 
and he has carried on throughout into the Batman universe. Gary Oldman is a chameleon, that one thousand percent. The Zorg in this movie is just space Trent Reznor. Yes, yes, it it's it's a unique character. It really is, but that's also why we have a character segment in our breakdown, so we can get to all that. So, what do you say? You want to? We talked about Luke Basson in Lockout. So I don't really think we need to dive too much more into him. Do you have the budget for this movie wrote down? I do. Well, once you hit me with that budget. For a very, very low cost of $93 million, which think about that. This is fresh off the professional. That's a small mm-hmm. little hit. Um, they throw him $93 million, which was probably one of the highest budgets at the time, if I had to guess. For what modern Hollywood was doing, I think this held the record for a little bit. It was it was among. I, the I imagine highest... it did till like Spider Man came out or something. Probably, yeah. You know, a couple years later, um, it only grossed sixty three million in the U S. But because of Luc Besson, Besson being from the country of France and having all that international superstardom, uh, it made two hundred sixty three million worldwide. So I'd say. Hit. Well, it's a hit. You got to factor in things like marketing, marketing, and, you know, stuff, stuff they like that. Say is double it, the budget. Like, it made budget money. It it really did. And some of the stuff I thought was interesting when I was reading up on this was this was supposed to originally be a trilogy movie, and when he decided he didn't want to go that route, he blended all three into the fifth element. Which I think works well because that's one of the things I enjoy about this movie and I don't think you could make a type of movie like this nowadays is the fact that anything that costs this much money is already setting up a sequel or setting up a universe. It's setting up something else. So sometimes it feels like this movie is the starting point and you never get a full satisfaction because they want to, you know, withhold some details until the sequel, the inevitable one. Or yeah, and they, the they movie flops and that. you never even get the sequel. Where this movie just trusts in its background story of there's aliens trying to save the human race. There's bad aliens that hate the that's just pure evil. That's yeah going to ex- destroy the universe. And what this movie does great is it contains its story. It concludes itself. There is no need for a sequel once it's over. Uh, good has triumphed over evil. It works. Absolutely. Where like nowadays it'd be like, oh, if we're throwing, you know, basically a hundred million at this, we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up on a cliffhanger or open ended ending. That way we can get our sequel and make even yeah. more money and make a lesser product. In line with what you're saying, a lot of times that movie the sequel's green lit before the release of the first movie a lot of times. Um and there's been a handful of movies that have tried to set themselves up for sequels and fail the one that always gets me was there was the dragon movies uh aragon or something like that oh yeah because like that was right after lord of the rings that came out and they filmed all three of those movies at the same time and then released them separately but then hollywood was like oh fantasy books Mm -hmm. buy up all the properties of a novel and just start making movies and just start making movies and none of them hit no, and I, it was one of the few that I was like, that one in particular is why it sticks with me. Was like I wanted to see the next one. I was like, this was actually really good, and nothing, 
ever. Yeah. It's it's dead. So I get it, and I'm 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 appreciative that Luke Basson had the forethought to do that, and he kind of does that with Valerian. Valerian was supposed to carry on, but he was hip enough to go. I need to end the movie, but if another one happens, that's okay. You know, it's like I need to end this story and let the sequel be another chapter of those characters, basically. And so that's why I was like, okay, I didn't get another Valerian, but I'm not upset. I don't feel like anything's open ended on the first movie. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for Nate. Nate hadn't seen it. Yeah, don't, don't spoil I it highly me. recommend it. Visually, visually, it's a masterpiece. Yes, the story is your average, and you feel like you've seen a lot of it, but by God, man, this man can, as much acclaim as like James Cameron and these guys get for like Avatar and all these movies that are just gorgeous to look at, but they're like, oh, this director's a fantastic. Luke Basson should be put up there with them. The way he can just paint a picture with words and then paint that picture on screen. Is yeah, it's just phenomenal when he's not making all these little kids movies. But I think he's got some other stuff coming in the pipeline. Hey, I man, know he did that movie Anna that I haven't seen, which is supposed to be like a pseudo sequel to The Professional. Like, what if Natalie Portman's character grew up to become an assassin? I, I haven't seen it. I, I haven't watched it yet. I bought it. It was cheap, but I haven't actually put it in. Again, it's that curse I have of ooh, I want that movie. But I don't want to watch it in the shop while I'm working because I'll just stare at the television the whole time. So I have to done. I have to pick a movie night, and I have probably ten or fifteen movies. And sitting then there's in also there the curse of watch. doing a podcast and going, "Oh, well, maybe I want to watch that." But oh, well, if we decide to do that, and I kind of want like a fresh perspective on it and not a skewed fresh perspective, I guess. Uh, I just bought a DVD for that exact reason. It's sitting still wrapped in plastic right now. Um, <laughs> we will cover. But I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch this version of it until we do the the thing. Matter of fact, I ordered another one the other night. <laughs> Nate was part of that conversation. Um, Nothing like, that, you know, deciding to do a podcast on the side and realizing it's just going to ruin all your movie watching time. Oh my God. <laughs> or my wife looking at me going, another DVD. I'm like, yeah, but Pete brought this one up and I hadn't thought about it in like 25 years. And now I, it's all I can think about. So I found it on Amazon for $15 <laughs> and I'm buying it and we're going to cover it. Bucks. Exactly. That's, that's how we got deadly spawn, man. That's, that's it. Which is getting a 4k release, 4K. man. 4K. Restoration is done. We're hoping that Synapse Films will do a release sometime next year. Uh, I totally am tempted to do a redo of that episode because until Leprechaun, that was our lowest performing episode. And it broke my heart every time I looked at it. So, all right, brother. Well, let's jump into our first few things of space before we take a commercial break. Okay. Can I go grab a beer real quick? absolutely i'm already down one go grab a beer all right yeah there we go i am running through all of my iron maiden beer in the fridge tonight it's friday This might be my last one actually well they sell more beer to beer store they do i wonder if beer is on doordash i that that'd be a weird one because aren't some doordashers under 21 so they wouldn't be able to. oh that's true like remember being a little kid at the local grocery store Mm -hmm. and like 
you weren't even allowed to like touch the beer to put it on the uh conveyor yeah you couldn't belt. stalk it when uh ben uh my buddy benny worked at food city uh they weren't allowed to do the stocking of the uh beer or case or anything they, they couldn't ring you out they'd always have to call someone that was 21 yep and up well and, like, a lot of times they out. would make them go through there was always the one that had the cigarettes and you had to go through that line to there get was that, that. if the you had local beer, one in South they Vienna, tried to push you to that one because that was mom and pa owned they'd always you only have like four people working so they would uh well, call over the manager basically and that's really if they only didn't know you. That was how the mom and Paul ones really worked. <laughs> there was one time a buddy of mine, he and I were able to buy beer while underage at Walmart. Well, look at We you. happened to know one of the guys that was working the self-checkout. And my buddy was like, well, what if I just flash you my Honda thing? That way it looks like <laughs> it, I am, you know, showing you my ID. And then you just key in the numbers. And he was like, oh, I don't know, man. That's really tricky. Like, I don't oh, want to lose no, my job. Man. Yeah. And we're like, well, just do it. <laughs> it was the equivalent of like, well, don't be a bitch. Come on, man. <laughs> you guys and your peer pressure. Yeah. Damn. We walked home with an 18 pack of Coors Light. <laughs> That's why you got to have older buddies. But we had access to moonshine when we were under. Yeah, you're in the so. South. That's just you're. Yeah, born that, was, that was a lot easier to get a hold. <laughs> you of come out with here. a pack of cigarettes in a mason jar. Basically. Hey, ma, my name's Charlie. You got that? Like, that's what it is. The luck of me turning out the way I have is amazing. <laughs> me getting out and moving to Ohio was probably a godsend. So, <laughs> but enough about me. Let's get into Fifth Element. All right, brother. This is our first leg of our journey into space and our space category. So we start with story. So it's only about story, which is how it was written, structure, uh, the movie really entrusts that the audience is smart enough to know what's going on yes. right out the gate. It's like, guess what? There's a priest here reading hieroglyphics, Blech. hieroglyphics, and go. now you know what? It turns out Earth has been being watched over by giant penguin aliens that look like General Grievous. Kind of like General Grievous like was kind of skinny, though. Yeah, but these, these ones are very, like, very wide. They they just waddle like the penguin from uh, Batman Returns. They were like Gizmo Duck without the wheel. Yes, they very were wide at the top and just just kind of sauntered around ever so slightly. And then they're like, "Don't worry, in three hundred years we'll come back. We've got like five elements that will protect the world from just evil." And then we get to what is evil, which is just a giant evil sun, basically, like a giant ball, right? It is pure evil. It yeah. is a, per, a personification of evil, the most, and like the, the worst of the worst, basically. The movie starts out with this, and then yeah. 1997, Luke Perry messes it up. <laughs> I can't really besmirch the dead, but I can besmirch 1997 Luke Perry. For shooting an alien and then sabotaging them. He got sixth billing for... Yeah, he got really high billing. Like, when he uh, his name popped up on the screen, I went... Six minutes I don't remember so. him being in this. And then, like, when he popped up in 1914 in Egypt, I went, oh, he's not going to be in this long because this movie takes place in, like, <laughs> 2200. <laughs> uh, he was the pseudo, like, uh, Indiana Jones character. Kind yeah, of. I mean, that's you what he was that. supposed to be, the nice hair. He's... 
going to be the an Brendan Fraser, if you will, yeah. from Mummy. You know that that kind of thing. So, yeah that that would be story. So, what would you rate this thing as far as one to two on story for this movie? Uh, I'm gonna go with one point five because I had the balls to entrust in its audience that we're not stupid, like what some movies want to do, or it doesn't um, take the story as just dialogue driven, mm-hmm. or. It doesn't do what some of those Christopher Nolan movies do where it has to explain to you the story. Right. No, you know, that makes sense. So, and it's just, it's, hey, you have a love for sci fi, you have a love for action. Like, just, just go for the ride. Exactly. So, I'm going to do, uh, now it's my turn. I do story now. So, I'm going to be like right there with you. I think I'm going to give it a 1.5. And I know a lot of people, this is where, if this movie gets dinged, it's, in story because they're like, Oh, I've seen it. Oh, it's been done before. Uh, Oh, it's star Wars. Well, technically what George Lucas borrowed from is what Luke Basson borrowed from, which was the earlier French comics of like Valerian, which was a early, it's still going on. It's still a comic that, that is continuing. Um, as there was a couple of others that, they they both kind of borrowed from and of course you've got your shogun most of our adventure movies are from like uh the john carter of mars books yeah and then disney goes and makes that movie 20 years too late and it flops because everyone's like why does this seem so familiar it's like because this is like the original one yeah this is where everyone got the idea and now we're gonna make it a movie i enjoy that movie i know it's not great but I still find enjoyment in it. So, you know, that's, that's me with John Carter and Mars, not to mention, I'm so mad that that guy, um, can't think of his name. He has, uh, been put in so many movies that should have been awesome. And he should be an A-list actor. And he just, every time he does a movie, it almost flops. Like he did battleship again, a movie. Yeah, I enjoy. just like destined to always be in uh, movies that flop. Then he was in, he was gambit in the worst Wolverine movie, you know, Taylor Wolverine. Kitsch. Taylor that's Kitsch, his that's his name. He was in that um, movie Savages. That was pretty sweet. God, yeah, he I, was Gambit, and that could have had so much yeah. potential. I actually have a movie of his, again, one of those I haven't watched yet, but it's American Assassin with uh, uh, Michael Keaton. And, oh, yeah, I haven't watched that yet yeah, either. I have it, ready to watch it. He's supposed to be like some awesome spy assassin type thing, so um, hopefully that one's good. I bought it because it had him in it, Taylor Kitsch. But, um, so to stay on story for this movie you get yes you get that beginning with the uh to set up everything so we get the preamble to the movie of why the weapon was created we get the ancient egyptian you know where the aliens have landed and then we're like light speeded directly into what is present day for the movie and introduced immediately to Bruce Willis's character, just Corbin Dallas, Corbin Dallas. We get enough story about him and his, he's ex-military. He's, I don't, I don't want to say he's down on his luck. He's just existing in a world that he's like retired. He's divorced. Uh, He's a cab driver. He's just kind of going day by day. Exactly. And he gets enthralled accidentally in an adventure a, a woman literally falls in his lap and he has to go and 
help her save the universe and stories, you know, that we find out that the evil is using a human counterpart, which is Zorg to find stones. I mean, Zorg is pretty much Andy Warhol in space in the future. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it looks I like mean, Trent there's Reznor. that look, you know, I was going to say, you already said Trent Reznor, but no, we'll, we'll do. Andy but he's Warhol got like the personality of Andy Warhol. With he's the got the, out, the Trent outfit Reznor. of uh, Andy Warhol. Yeah. <laughs> but he so, wants to cause but, a little destruction to create life is what he says. He wants to make money. That, that was his reasoning to, you know, like tell all it, liberal you know, art nerds. Yeah, it's like without a little chaos, you can't have beauty and all this other stuff, which was total and utter BS because it yeah. chokes on a chair. No, this is a <laughs> a glass, but when I knock it off, it becomes beautiful because it's shattered, and now you're looking at it. Isn't yeah. art wonderful? And now this little snout creature alien can't suck the cherry out of your throat. And... My little tabletop elephant from space <laughs> is watching me die on a cherry. It looked excited. Too. He doesn't Ooh. sound like that in the movie at no. all. <laughs> he, yeah, he, I, again. This is my uh, space art nerd voice. Space, space art. Yes. Space hipster. Uh, yes. <laughs> I wear space crocs. <laughs> space backwards. Because why do shoes always go forward when I can <laughs> go backwards? It's not what's in front of me. It's what's been done behind me. Because that's what has made me. Yeah, I, I can keep going with this, and I don't want to. I actually I, like art, but you know, what, space art nerds, I don't I like. Going. Yeah, no, I don't need that. I don't need that at all. No, I, I have, I have no problem with the story whatsoever. It, yes, it's been done, but it also means that I can, I can enjoy the movie without worrying so much about what's happening. I, mean, I never, good I never get lost yeah. on a planetary scale. Right. All right. Let, let's do one more before the commercial break. So we have pacing. That is how well the movie flows. It's it's in the name of it. So, Nate, what do you think about the pacing of The Fifth Element? Easy to. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there is a moment where this movie is um, boring me. There's not a moment where I'm looking at my phone. I am highly entertained throughout the whole thing. The fact that it manages to cram so much story in like two hours and five minutes is actually really impressive. It doesn't feel bogged down. It's fun the entire time. And like I said, with the beginning, like the action set pieces stand out because there isn't as much as when you like you think about like in your head, it's like, oh, man, there's a lot of like just running gun. And it's like, no, there really isn't. There's one giant, amazing gun scene that sticks out to you. But the rest of it is awesome space card chases it's you know witty fun dialogue between characters and just all around it's it's interesting so it keeps you glued to the screen that like this is one of those movies i love where i'm not like instantly on my phone checking facebook checking instagram and mm -hmm. then like coming back up to it. it's like no like I, I put this on and just relax and enjoyed myself watching a two-hour movie like what more could you ask for oh exactly so uh same. Uh, this movie, as far as pacing, is a two. There is nothing wasted in this runtime whatsoever. I'm never bored. Anytime it's like, even if you could consider it slowed down, they th they sprinkle in like comedy into certain things. They 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 sprinkle in 
just enough stuff to where you're like, oh, I love every bit. I mean, Corbin getting ready for work should have been boring, but it's not because he gets held at gunpoint and they turn it into one of the funniest comedy bits in the movie with the guy with the hat. You know, that. Oh, my that's, God. The guy with the hat's hysterical. Yeah. It's like nice hat. You like it? Yeah. And he starts dancing. Who does that? This guy in this movie. So there is anything with Zorg. I I love Zorg so much. It was like, I loved every time he was brought on to the, onto the screen, the president, it's tiny Lister as the president, all that works. And my, 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 my main dude. so awesome, especially in 97 to do that. Yes. Well, 97 (laughs) and he's in a movie with Chris Tucker. So, you know, but, and then my other main dude that I love from all my old action movies, Brian James, I, that guy has been in almost everything from movies I grew up watching. And now he's the commanding officer over Bruce Willis in this, and he has comic timing and it's glorious in this. And so again, it's just never a boring moment at all through this entire movie period so i'm right there with you i'm gonna give it a two so we've uh we've done our story we've done our pacing and i know this is different from everyone it's very different you throw me off here because we didn't talk about this beforehand i i couldn't because i wanted your alion score because what we're gonna do is compare it to this how close is space to what your gut feeling of a movie is? While and we've space. done this. We've done this on the live stream, and it's wild how close it gets you to where, like, your gut feeling, and then to question yourself, why do you think that? It's it's amazing. So that's I was excited to try this. And yes, we're in space. It's called space. I wanted to do it. It's our show. We can do what we want. So in space. In space. And what we're going to do now is we're going to take a commercial break. And, uh, well, it's kind of in space, but I didn't do a drop for space in the middle. Oh, but I did do, I did do something for the drop in the middle that you have requested us to do. Oh, cool. And, you know, I usually just say a bunch of shit and then don't remember it. So I was going to say, this will be a nice surprise for me. You have no clue what I did, but you'll understand it when I play it. So, all right. Let's take a commercial break. Nate's going to go grab another beer. I'm going to make sure none of the other houses have exploded around me. Beer so. is good. And stuff. And stuff. We'll be back. The Transformers will return after these messages. Just how drunk are we going to get? Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> As we drag Kathleen, Hear me. kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. 
The number one movie in America is Broken Arrow. Ain't it cool? The Los Angeles Times calls it a visceral rush of adrenaline. Outstanding. A sensational supersonic hit. Crowd pleaser. The New York Times says Travolta is irresistible. You the man. I'm the man. And Joel Siegel says it may be winter, but it's summer at the movies. Travolta, Slater, Broken Arrow. I will deliver. Rated R. Not playing at theaters everywhere. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down with me, Stompy, and my brother, Frank. Join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben, three times a month as we review monster movies from around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and Triple I. Not only that, Frank, but you will find extra content like The Underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, and The Friday Night Fights, each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So, please join us at the Monster Movie Stop Now. Your one-stop chomp for monster movie reviews, news, interview, trivia, laughs, and of course me, Stompy. And Frank. We now return to the Transformers. Yep. Transform into something sober. <laughs> no, you don't need to be sober tonight, Nate. You're fine. You can transform into drunk, Nate. That's what you can do. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> After we're done recording, I can get a lot drunk. of destruction happens with that. I can get drunk messages from you all night. I won't care. It'll be fine. You just send me weird you messages. Can't break anything in my office. I got a lot of cool shit in here. I actually, yeah. Like. Don't don't do it in the <laughs> office. What's wrong with you? You're a madman. All right, Uberman, you're with me tonight. <laughs> you ever see that Tom Cruise movie, Collateral? Yeah, here we go, man. We're doing it. <laughs> you're Jamie Foxx. I'm Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different movie, I think. <laughs> We're on our road to perdition here, Uberman. <laughs> Uberman. <laughs> Uh okay, it's probably a good thing we're doing space so I can keep you on track you tonight. Yeah, because I'm like, what's A stand for? Well, A is the artistry of a movie. Now that can go as far as how the movie looks, choreography with the fights, and we can even add choreography with some of the dances in this movie. With the, uh, I'm gonna mess up her name, but the opera alien the things it's pava i just refer to her as diva because that is something they call her in this not calling her a diva but they just they refer to her as diva the diva this is kind of what it more is it's like she is above all so that's what artistry is is how the movie looks how it feels all around that which kind of kind of an obvious do you want me to lead this one just to kind of I, I want to go first again. I like this. Okay, okay. That's fine. You, it's This is a ghost of Alright, Nate. What is artistry for fifth element? It's a two, baby. <laughs> because the practical effects look great. The costumes look great. Um, this universe, this whole world of like 2234. Looks awesome. Um, 
the amount of flying cars. This isn't flying cars doing like one single aisle. These are layers. These are stacks. Like in my head, I'm like, can you imagine if one of these gets in a wreck and you're on the sidewalk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there was one time I went to Chicago and they had all these signs in the winter saying, beware of falling uh, icicles from the, the skyscrapers. It's like, well, I, yeah. I don't want to be even warned. Like, rather just <laughs> don't die. Tell me. like now that i know and i'm like looking up going that's really really big like what if a chunk of ice does fall i'm what was dead that, that like the signs they would have on the empire state building that you don't throw pennies off yeah, of the empire like, state just, building same thing like i just imagine like they're being because people are idiots when they come to driving because they're texting and they're eating ice cream at the same time oh my god someone doing that in the future and then just like get into a fender bender but elon musk is stupid technology still isn't really all there so then the cars <laughs> just explode and fall down into space debris onto the ground yeah no uh, no one like everyone that it's that whole trope of where's my flying cars i was promised I flying cars I really don't. People no. haven't mastered four Keep wheels. Keep your death traps away from me. And then the like, New York Police Department has flying cars as well. I don't want uh, the police department to have that kind of budget. No. While eating McDonald's, which was great. I do fully support the future's McDonald's uniform. <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, that and went, oh, very nice. <laughs> while, like, all the dudes, like, of authority are like bulked up armor looking, you know, not all this armor stuff. that looks practical though. No, like, it's very like, judge. Dread. Looks like that would be very inconvenient. Yeah. It's like the judge dread Eagle on your shoulder. Like, come on, man, that has to, that has that to will just peripheral. affect me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why but, you have to talk to your gun to make sure that everything shoots correctly. Right. But then you get like the, the, uh, it's a lot, mostly the females, although we will get into Ruby rod here when we get the characters, all revealing tight outfits, you know, it, he's definitely set the, the mood. It's, say, like the security is like sailor boys. Yeah, you know, that was so weird. <laughs> Still so weird to see, man. Um, but you know what? It makes sense. It works. It's that high end, you know, society kind of feel. I guess that's what I guess what they come to expect when they're on the vacation. Oh, yes, we are in space and we are in space vacation. Space. We expect our gray poupon oh. floating. Well, there was this is ninety seven. There should have been a gray poupon reference. This, there should have that, been that by all still, means. It was, it was still, still pretty hot. I might go right. buy a bottle at some point. You can. Still I'm an get adult it. now with adult money that can afford gray poupon. It's not bad. It's it's the price per what you get is what makes you not you buy it. It's all a the very time. tiny bottle. It's very tiny and not cheap. And I'm um, dipping it in my chicken wings. I, chicken nuggets dipped right into the jar. That's you know what? what? That's more white trash. I like that. <laughs> you know what? I'm going Dino Nugs. <laughs> dino Nugs, nice. Yeah, In my gray poupon. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So As yeah. I wear a monocle that is actually a little tiny binocular, looking at my well, you dino get, nug you get the the mono, mo, monocle but you have the little one that flips up on the little <laughs> arm in front of it mm, yes mm. this would be good to paint my warhammer 40k figures mm, my 40k because mm. that's how much paint. i spend on my figures i, have I don't a grand army i don't deal with army painter or even 
The uh, well, hold on, I gotta look at my wall. I can't see it. I'm covering them up. Hold on. I don't deal with the bones oh, of miniatures. You deal with bones. <laughs> I remember being such an amateur model painter. I give those out as presents at the holidays to the help. That's what to the I children do. in need. <laughs> That's such a, I give away bones charity. Oh, <laughs> funny thing, man. Every time a holiday pops up down here in the South, you can't buy a hot wheel to save your life. And I swear Easter rolls around. Every kid's getting a hot wheel man. Christmas. Every kid's getting a hot wheel. It's the only thing that inflation can't touch. It's 99 <laughs> cents. You'll never touch the 99 cent hot wheel. Damn it. Government. Uh, they're all behind me too i'm just as guilty (laughs) but i'm the one that's getting mad going on this little bastard's got all my hot wheels for the holidays (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now we got the hot wheels see even uh, even with when we have structure we still go off the the rails (laughs) no idea it happens on the live stream too so tune in on the youtube at the action elite you can follow us on facebook over there all right nate's a two at artistry i I'm right there. It's a two. This movie is a visual treat. This is 1997. The special effects are amazing. The mix of practical effects. They're wearing rubber masks and it's glorious. They're fighting in rubber masks. They are. The That's even more impressive because they're like, that guy can't see anything. That stunt double is blind right now. Getting oh, kicked. You, the, the Mangalores, to save money on an $80 million budget. So they didn't have to do the eyes. They wear goggles, the little like fighter goggles that are. Oh, is that why someone were wearing the goggles then? It was so, Oh yeah. We don't have to do their eyes. Now it saved like so many hours of prosthetic. Even with the CGI, like I never really dock bad CGI given the time period. Not for this movie. Not for like something like this. Now leprechaun space. That's a little bit of a story. With that spaceship and Nintendo 64 graphics and Star yeah. Fox. Goldeneye but... <laughs> was better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that also had a budget of like $1.4 million. Yeah. What would you do with 80 uh, leprechauns in space? <laughs> <laughs> 80 of them some bitches with $80 million versus a million dollar budget. I mean, we're sitting here thinking, damn, million bucks. That's life changing. Or you make Leprechaun 4. Your choice. You know what, though? If someone wants to give me $1.4 million, I bet I can come up with some pretty sweet Leprechaun 4 uh, vibes. <laughs> well, we do the next Leprechaun in space. That's what we do. You know, we he gets pissed on again. And no, we're not trying to bring this into a finale for the Leprechaun so we get more people no, to listen yeah. to it. Um, but no, the artistry, I mean, we get... We get um, we get the arid desert of Egypt, which I believe it. They go into a pyramid. It looks it's, hot. It looks. I don't like, like things that take place in yeah. Egypt because it looks hot. Aziz light. Aziz uh, you know, light. Poor kid. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it, you felt like that's where you were, especially for the movie to just open right there. You're like, I thought I was watching a sci-fi action movie, and I'm starting in Egypt. Then I believe everything about what the future is going to be like. And yeah, I've watched the movies. Like I just mentioned judge dread, you know, fifth element, all of these type of movies that have like kind of 
shown a glimpse of what the future could be. It's not going to be a utopia. It's going to be people stacked on top of people. I mean, we there's have always like uh, smoke coming out of manholes in these type of movies. Yeah. Uh, trash just on the side, a mountain of it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. There's a mountain like, of trash in this, and it's beautiful, but you there's just a mountain see of trash. these kind of like cliches of the future, and it's kind of like a Wally world where the humans have not left Earth yet. Well, and that's kind of the whole thing of where this cruise, you, they're, they're able to take us from the filth of Earth to this beautiful, like, ocean planet. That That's where you go take, you don't take a cruise on Earth, you go to a whole other galaxy to go take a cruise. You know, they put you to sleep, and then you get on yeah, another Yeah, you go ship. into stasis, and then you wake <laughs> up, like, you know, into that, beauty. Yeah, and again... You go from Earth, then you're in space. So the space battles look amazing. I love the Mangalores. I have a pop vinyl Mangalore. If I didn't nice. have to move Hot Wheels, I'd show Nate. But um, I love all of that. And then, like I'm saying, we we get transported to a whole other planet. You're on a cruise ship for like the last, not the last part of the movie, but the good middle section of the movie. It's full sets. It's like a futuristic Titanic. There, there's a ballroom. There, there is a an opera stage theater. There, every room is done up with all this fanciness, and it's amazing looking. And the costuming, my God, the costuming in this movie oh, that was a out. huge. It budget. does not hold back. It doesn't, and it it works. It transports you to this period to this time and you are fully engrossed into it there's never a moment where i feel like i'm watching people in rubber masks this literally kind of did the same thing like the original star wars did where you felt like you were on another planet yeah and it because the, the planet feels realistic not everything's shiny and new like it feels yeah. weathered and worn and it's this is the way it's been for a while. But then like you get into that upper class, like uh, like the celebrity that Chris Tucker plays, Ruby Road, Ruby Rod, Ruby Rod. And he's literally Space Prince. Literally, because like, they, they wanted just Prince. Prince. Yeah. Yeah. They he wanted Prince and they extravagant and he's amazing in this. <laughs> they try. We'll get to that next. That's next as as characters. But uh, the last thing I want to say on artistry is the one other thing that Luke Basson does to make it feel real is they created that language that Lilu is speaking in the movie. It, it had 400 separate words and her and Basson spoke it and wrote it to each other to where it was they an were actual like fluent language. in it by the end of this movie was being yeah, oh yeah. I'd say she could still speak it. I didn't watch any of the interviews with her. I didn't have time. Uh, literally coming home from Ohio, getting everything reset back up, and big bada boom. That's all I know. <laughs> big bada boom next door. Lilu Dallas multipass. Multipass. All right. This is gonna be a big one. And I kind of already know what our scores are going to be. I kind of already know what the scores of this it's movie kind of easy on this yeah. one. Um, next one's characters. So zero to two, Nate. <laughs> How would you it's pretty rate obvious? It's a two. It, it's I'm going to go ahead and main say it's a hero two. is pretty damn iconic. You have 
bleach blonde hair, Bruce Willis. And it works. It works. He is here. Totally. And it's great. You have the stunning orange hair, Amelia Jovovich. Mm-hmm. You have the soul patch, Trent Reznor, Gary Ullman. And I have like, something special for our releases. The priest yeah. that Ian Holm plays, Cornelius, looks like an even older version of uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. Chris There's Tucker also a Star Wars goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh. Chris Tucker is my favorite character. We're going to come back because I know how much this one is. We're both going to go over characters because I'm already saying two. So we're both going to do it. Chris Tucker is my favorite character in this movie. Oh, he's I fantastic. Know it, he steals I know every scene. There's some reviews where people are like, he rubs them the wrong way. I No, he is the cherry on top in this movie as far as I'm concerned. But and I know we've already ta- we we mentioned them briefly earlier, but you know Tiny Lister, Brian James, all of these characters, they immerse themselves in these roles. I'm not looking at the president going, "Ah, it's Tiny Lister. Where's where? It's my necklace now. It's my bicycle now." No, I believe him as the president. You know, he is actually acting in oh. a completely different way. I love Debo as the president. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Debo, Debo's iconic for Friday. And it's kind of hard to break those kind of stereotypical characters. But him as the president, he starts crying in this movie at one point. You know, he's he, the cameras turn on and he's a totally different personality all of a sudden. I love his character in this. Brian James is supposed to be like this military badass, you know, commander. And like I said before, he's he's got the com- comedic timing of some of he's the greats. He's very slapstick. Like, they get locked uh, in a fridge in this movie. They freeze him. And they freeze him, but then he gets thawed. <laughs> we never see it, but we're okay with it. You know yeah, you're I mean? so okay. We're like, oh, they lived. <laughs> the Mangalores, when they go into, like, their transformed human form, absolutely great. And every person that is playing a Mangalore as a human just has enough little ticks and oddities to him where you're like, oh, that's not human. That's not human, but I love what you're doing here. It works so well. Zorg. I, Andy Warhol with a machine gun and rocket launcher with a gun that also shoots a net, which I don't think is necessary. But why not? It does everything I mean, if else. it can do it, why not? Hey, it's a flamethrower. My favorite. It's... <laughs> And that scene, that entire segment right there from when he's doing the demonstration till he walks away and he goes, you know what I like? And I I like a killer who died in the wool killer, you know, doesn't care about anything, doesn't do anything that, you know, doesn't fight for honor. He immediately would have asked what the little red button does. And the way Luke Besson shot this movie too, is like, as things are happening, we're getting to see it from the other sides. You know, it was kind of like the Lilu Dallas when they're asking her about where the stones are. We're also watching Zorg realize the stones aren't in the case anymore. And they yeah, keep like cutting that pattern one another. Like they're yes. playing off one another really well. Very comic book scenarios going with. Yeah. Very comic bookish. And it works. Yeah. You could totally see where like the cells would be on the comic book, you know? Yeah. Like I could have, uh, as much as people didn't like the the incredible the first incredible hulk movie where they did that 
I feel like it probably could have worked for a movie like the. Fifth I need to Element. revisit that. I I really do. Uh, I know. I just want to see what 2022 version of it looks like. I know I fell a giant dog both times. gets punched in the nuts, and it's got Nick <laughs> Nolte. So, and he plays Zax. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I need to probably rewatch it one day, but I also kind of like. I don't really need to. <laughs> yeah, like we have a really cool version of Hulk now. Like. Yeah, I, it's just I'm that not... comic book panel. I remember that so much. Yeah, so. and there's but I also remember not... the movie being really boring and me falling asleep both times I watched uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's... A Hulk movie should not be boring. It should. I think there was a way too much like build up to the past and stuff because basically he had to fight his dad. So that was a little weird in that anyway. But we're not talking about the Hulk. We're talking about Fifth Element. So characters again. We're both giving it a two. And we could literally go through the entire list of characters for this movie and everyone gets five stars. You know, no one is phoning it There's in. There's no one that seems out of place. No, even the the throwaway character guard on the the cruise ship, he's the one that they see the most that meets the diva. He was in a movie called Mouse Hunt, and that's the movie I remember him the most from. Yeah, that's uh, Lee Evans. Like, yeah, Lee I remember Lee Mouse Evans. Hunt the most with, uh, ah, yeah. shit. Not John plays, Lovitz, uh, the other guy. Um, he's uh, in Lion King. He's in Lion King. He's in uh, The Birdcage with Robin yep. Williams. The we know who we're talking about. He's Nathan also, Lane. that's it, Nathan Lane. He, I was going to say he was in the Austin Powers with uh, Beyonce, where he's the gold talk, talking in between. I like Nathan Lane. I, I really do like. He's Nathan a wonderful Lane. actor. He is. He's a one, wonderful, wonderful person. Um, but yeah, that guy uh, from Mouse Hunt, he's great. And then we get another one of my favorite scenes: the the negotiator scenes. You know, it's like you know, uh, you have anyone that can negotiate, and he sends him out there. He shoots the guy. Anyone else want to negotiate? He's like, where 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 did he learn that? And then we cut to the president. <laughs> Looking at Brian James going, I wonder. And Brian James doesn't say anything, but he gets real sheepish. And yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah, we kind of trained him that way. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what I love so much about this was how they all just worked off each other. And it just is enjoyable and fun, man. It's It's so good. So the last part of this is enjoyment. And <laughs> there's... So there's no hiding what the next one is. So is there anything, I'm going to change this up a little bit. Is there anything you want to go back that we haven't talked about about this movie yet that you really wanted to bring up? I mean, other than the big gunfight scene and the uh, Lilo kicking everyone's ass with the martial arts she learned from the internet. Well, see, that would go under artistry because that would be the... So, yeah, again... She dances, but it's a fight. While the opera is playing, which is yes. very, like, it's not hip-hop, but it has that cool hip-hop vibe. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's poppy. You know, it's poppy. Yeah. Um, like, I do not like opera at all. I, I see no enjoyment in the genre. But the opera scene in this, because they had to film or they had to record the artist doing the different octaves and the yeah, because it wasn't uh, humanly tunes, possible. It's not possible. Yeah. And then they merged it all together, which is really cool. And because she's an alien, like it works. 
And when mm-hmm. she starts to do the dancing of the, like, mm-hmm. and then you're watching, it's going back to the cut of Lilu Dallas kicking everyone's ass. Like, it's awesome. That's the only way to do it. That's why the enjoyment is a two. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's also, you almost feel like Lilu's connected to her ever so slightly. Yeah, just like so she's slightly, like beat for beat. Like, things. she is punching to the beat, or she's yeah. kicking to the flow of the music. Like, it's really awesome. But then also, whenever the diva gets shot, Lilu reacts to a lot of stuff. Another fun thing that I didn't know till I was reading up on it was... Bruce Willis's reaction during the <clears throat> during the opera was legitimate. He had not seen her nor heard the songs that was going to be playing. So the reaction we're watching on screen is his real reaction to what's playing in front of him. And so it's like that that's exactly what he is that's experiencing. Awesome. Another fun thing, I, I love how they do this to actors. And some I can imagine some actors may get upset. Other ones would probably work with it. They didn't tell Bruce Willis that Lilu was going to be speaking an alien language. <laughs> when she starts What the hell is she going on about? <laughs> he is ad libbing everything of his response to her. So his response to her, like, I don't understand what you're saying. I, I don't, what, what are you, what are you, that whole first interaction between them two was because he's like, I don't know what she's saying at all. They didn't prep him. I for just that. imagine he's never met Milia Jovovich before. He's like, oh man, I can't wait to work with her. And then they're like, and action. And then he's like, what? She talks gibberish like a two-year-old. She was, there were three thousand people or women that auditioned for that role think about that three thousand women auditioned for lilu it's because there's something about milia jovich that's very charming like i hate those resident evil movies but she's the reason why you watch them i can find now the last few i don't i can't stand at all I uh, we did find... like a marathon where we watched yeah. all six of them in like a two day spawn. I have all, and of I was like, them. "These it's... have gotten worse and worse." I was kind of excited because I was like, "I haven't seen the last two. Maybe they're like they'll be pretty cool." Because I remember them like incorporating more practical effects and elements yeah. from the video game, and like we were watching no, them. I was like, "These work. are bad. These are so bad." And the then one we Go get ahead. the new Resident Evil movie that was like a good bad movie. Where it was I haven't like, even watched it yet, no. It, it's worth a watch. It it totally is because of the set designs, the creature designs. Um, but then when it's all said and done, you're like, that still wasn't good, but it was really like it was enjoyable enough. Yeah. And then there's this new Netflix series that comes out in like a couple weeks, and it looks terrible because it looks just like the original movies. It's like, did you not learn anything? Why like veer away from the source material so much, you idiots? The the one that I I I remember watching, going, okay, I'm over this. Was the movie starts fifteen minutes where the other movie ended, and you're rewatching the end of the movie before? Oh, that's just filler. That's the last literally movie, what they it completely felt like. Killed off like Leon, Chris, like every character, and there was like they did it off screen. Yeah, I was like that's. Uh, a slap in the face to everyone. But like I said, I can, for the first few, I can find enjoyment in them. 
Uh, the first I liked, two I can. Maybe the th- I, first three. I liked uh, Monster Hunter that just came out. I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm curious it's, to see Tony Jaw in it. It's fun. It it's a it's a monster video game, man. And that's what the movie pretty much is. And I enjoyed it. I watched it with dad. We got it for to foreign for his birthday. And um it was fun. It, honestly, we let you know it was PG thirteen, which again, this movie's PG thirteen. There's boobs in this movie. There's pretty good that action. Kinda, in like I remember that as a kid, because it was like, huh, cool. But yeah, as an boobs. adult, when you're like, wait a minute, this is PG thirteen. How did they pull it off like so many times? The only other movie I know that pulled it off was Titanic. I thought, and Titanic I don't know why. I thought Titanic was R. I think it's PG thirteen. I don't know. Um, I know back in the day before PG thirteen, you could get away with boobs in non R rated movies. But um, yeah, Titanic is PG thirteen. I, I thought I so. Just, I don't it, it was know art, how it was Fifth Element pulled it out. I, was this artful? She was perfect. I think that's the point. They kind of, she's very athletic built. She's very, um, no, no one feature overshadows another feature of her, I guess is the right way to say it. So to be a perfect being means that's what they, the, the universe has considered perfect. Uh, she's not a D cup running around yeah. you know smacking herself in the face she's every not time. 97 pamela anderson right barbed you wire know, barbed wire yeah well, i know we all watched barbed wire in 97 <laughs> mom and dad wouldn't let me watch it <laughs> i don't think adult sure. nate's ever seen it actually damn I'm, it mom and dad i'm taking charge i'm pretty sure dad rented that one for me for some reason <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> i wonder why i wasn't not allowed to watch that one what of all the things what could it be i don't know Pam Anderson. Oh. <laughs> no, but um she fits this role. I can't I can't imagine any other actress in that role. Nah, she's perfect. Literally. And like you were saying, with Bruce Willis with his bleach blonde hair, which was shocking when I wa- I saw them do it in the jackal when he played the assassin in that and he had the bleach blonde hair about midway through. But he's not as characteristic in the jackal. No. The jackal is a totally different character. He's very cold in that where this is very uh That's also a good movie. I do enjoy the Jackal. That's a fun see Jack Black get blown away. Sprawl. Um yeah. So yeah, there's and I know we're, we're talking about anything we may have missed. That's what it is. Because enjoyment is a no-brainer. It's a Another true thing enjoyment. that I did enjoy. Imagine this scenario is happening right now in 2022. And the aliens decide that the only hope to serve, to ensure that the existence of mankind happens is to give these four stones to the biggest pop star in the world. Lady Gaga. Oh, my God. Because that's the equivalent of what happens in the future is they gave these stones to Lady Gaga and went, the whole fate of the world is in your hands, which also means some asshole has to assassinate Lady Gaga, which I'm not cool with. Damn, I never even thought about that, but you nailed it. That she is... That's space Lady Gaga. I don't know where the aliens got this idea, but I, I assumed... They really like opera and like her style and went, go ahead and eat these stones. 
And yeah. then we're just going to let you be the protector of the world. I was I was reading. It was so weird. I was like, the things people think about, but I read it, so I guess I'm just as weird. Someone like speculated, like, the diva didn't plan on dying, and she was going to give Lilu the stones <laughs> after. That's true. It's not like it was in her prophecy, like, I will get shot in the stomach. No. And then he can reach inside me. So there were two options, I guess. <laughs> She's alien. There could have been multiple. There we'll throw that been. out right now before I'm Nate t- takes us way a, beyond where the show is. <laughs> a C-section could have been possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I don't. The shrink ray from Leprechaun 4, shrink maybe. Shrink ray. Because um, she, she had to have ate the stones i mean i i say that because she's an alien <laughs> so i imagine she then turns into like a snake like creature that unhinges her jaw and sure gulps that... up. Oh, wow she she has tentacles and unhinges the jaw that yeah is a, a hentai dream right there anyway we're not <laughs> going down that road oh uh, <laughs> damn it nate uh that's my fault i brought my, it up uh, damn it that's my, fault. my search bar recently i see <laughs> We had the shared screen thing that one day. That was. Yeah. <laughs> we we know about people taking photo screenshots of their phone and putting and she it on wasn't going to do the Ant Man <laughs> Thanos experiment with it. I guess. I, I think I think we need to get off this subject. <laughs> just keep going further downhill. Well, now I'm just trying to think how Lady Gaga would eat these stones. I'm actually not as. That one doesn't confuse me. That one actually, I'd be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Bradley Cooper was there, and it it all worked out. Yeah, they do a little duet. Boom, stones sitting under the piano. (laughs) Bruce Willis is quietly picking them up, putting them in a jacket. One of them does die in that movie. I haven't seen it, but I'm like, I totally die. There's no way two of you come out of this alive. I, I don't even know what the premise of the movie is. I'm just aware of it. You know, <laughs> I don't know all. either, but I do know Sam Elliott is in the movie. Well, then we got to watch it if it's got Sam Elliott. In this it. is that's, true. That's it, man. Uh, I think the only thing I want to bring up, and I know we only talked about him briefly, was my favorite character, Ruby Rod. Uh, Chris Tucker just went all. He went all in. There was no He's reason the enjoyment man... 2.0 for the whole time yeah like. there, there was no reason anyone needed to go that hard and that guy just did it and yeah, i especially was there chris for tucker it. of all yeah. people the dude that's barely in anything we had friday before this and friday. then we had rush hour not rush hour two was even out no yet. this was, was before this. rush hour there two. was this brief moment where you had uh like a renaissance i guess or not even a renaissance but like no, just it was just a like chris this... tucker reckoning that just... came through in the early or the mid nineties to late nineties and then went away. Cause he went, I deserve like $30 million per picture. And Hollywood went, went Hollywood went. No. Yeah. This is, <laughs> we saw rush hour three. No, <laughs> <laughs> they went to Paris and the Hollywood went, you guys are going to space next and we're not going to allow that to happen. Now I want rush hour in space though. That's what I want. I want Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker in space. Nate is intently looking something up right now. Yeah, because I'm trying to see if anyone's wrote that idea yet. <laughs> <laughs> Get Jackie ne- Chan on the line. 
we're on our next trilogy making um no uh, ruby rod in this is he is the the comedy sidekick he is the comedy relief he is kind of us experiencing what's going that's the that was the other cool thing is once the opera happens everything that happens for the rest of the movie they are experiencing through ruby rod because he's live on air so they're listening to the divas uh music then they listen to the attack then they hear everything Ruby Rod is hearing from the negotiation scene to holding the gun to the Mangalore's head. Oh my <laughs> God. The <laughs> holding the gun to the Mangalore's head. And Bruce Willis just right. telling him, just, just keep it there. And his hands shaking. It's like, yeah, someone that has never held a, a firearm before would have that same exact reaction. <laughs> I don't feel. I don't feel right, Corbin. Corbin, I don't feel right. I don't feel good. I don't. I don't feel good. And then shoots him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he goes. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. You, you think he's gonna be okay? It's, just, <laughs> it's stupid, but I love it, and I wouldn't want it taken out. And his screams in the movie, they just keep getting better and better. The more stuff that happens around him, getting almost blown up by the grenade, getting shot around into a person-sized hole that drops down from the balcony, <laughs> screaming the Bruce whole Bruce Willis time. telling him to count the 10 as they're hiding underneath a wine cart. It took way more than 10 counts before that thing blew up. So I'm he always like... for 10 seconds before he starts to count. I'm like, does the grenade know when you say 10? Is it that high tech that you have to say 10 for the grenade to blow up because there's like 25 seconds before it blows up from when he stuck it into the <laughs> ceiling. And, but you know, it's stupid stuff like that, that I don't even care that they, it's like, Oh, there's a plot hole in that. I don't care. It's funny. The, the deaf guy throwing him the, the pool balls. Cause he's trying to get him to Ray, Ray, throw me the gun, throw me the gun, Ray. He rolls the pool balls to him. <laughs> Thanks Ray. <laughs> guy thumbs up seem the whole time yeah. i was like ray's supposed to be like flea from the red hot chili peppers you cannot change my mind on this no. for some no. reason they could have gotten flea but they i was didn't. like how's flea not in this flea's in yeah. everything anymore <laughs> i was watching something the Obi other day and flea was in it he's in yeah, obi-wan he's what, a bounty uh, hunter yes i was watching something i went there's flea he's still working oh i was loving it when he popped up in that i was like oh hello there uh, God, I love it. I love it. So, all right. So yeah, we're at a two for enjoyment. We've, I, they, they saved the world, man. I know it. No one listening to the show should have never seen fifth element. We all know they put the stones on the thing, they right? Out how the, they work. And yeah, they it's great the how they figure that out. Uh, Lilu, you know, she needed, uh, Corbin to love her. love her. That's what released, you know, the energy love saves the day and the fun thing of them having sex in the tube. They're going to need five more minutes. You know, that just as all... Bruce Willis mom calls to yell at yeah. him as she's done throughout the whole movie and then yells at yes. Debo. And I'm just like, this is my mom. She always calls uh -huh. at the worst possible time. And I mean, always. And if 
I watched this on Hulu, so it was really good. Uh, yeah, it was transfer. great quality. I loved this. Okay, so I watched this last night. Before I left Ohio, I watched it in Ohio, and it was on Tubi, which was fine. Commercials. I get home and I tell Jackie it's on Tubi. No, it's not. Like I literally watched it <laughs> Tubi two nights ago, quick. and it was gone. So I'm like, what the? And I was like, oh, Hulu has it now. I was like. That was like a 24-hour turnaround. Tubi, no. Hulu, yes. <laughs> but I was like, no commercials. But Corbin's mom at the end, when she's going on her rant, she's like, I might as well be thrown into traffic. You might as well just wrap me up in saran wrap. You might Yeah, as- she's it- like literally giving you the plot of the movie. Everything that's already happened in the movie, <laughs> she's yelling at people over the phone. Which and is I'm exactly like- how my mom talks to me on the phone as well. So like yeah. every time that he's talking to Ma, I'm like, yeah, I, I feel this deep <laughs> in my soul. My mom's not that bad. My mom can throw a good guilt trip, but she's not that bad. Oh, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, never call man. anymore, Nathan. Ah, what's the, uh, is your phone broken, Nathan? Uh, is Nathan. your phone broken, Nathan? How are Does- you and Hannah doing, Nathan? Does Dad need to come over and fix your phone lines? Is everything broken? <laughs> Are you eating good, Nathan? I never hear from you, so I never know if you're eating good. No, nothing. I You're on some kind of pod thing. I don't know what that I is. I don't know what the casting of the pods are. I just worked seven days in a row. I worked longer than you, no matter what, Nathan. Yeah, no matter how. I don't care. I don't care. I, I birthed you. I am always <laughs> above you. You came out of me. I, don't, I almost went Arnold. You came out of me. You came out of me. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right, all right, we're done with that. Okay. Well, I think it's time we do our body count. There's a body count in this movie. PG thirteen movie. Do we do body count? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yep. Body counts first. Okay. We have an order of uh how we get things uh, done around here. Order of operations. There you go. Yeah. Nate's had a few beers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go grab more. Can it can I hit the thing now? Go hit the thingy. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. So I've watched this movie a lot. I own it. It's great. Yes, I I own the movie and I still watch it on streaming. Sue me. I'm not the only person that does that. I don't want to get up and go find it in my collection. Um, So I was getting ready to watch it again and I was like, oh yeah, I got to find the body count. And I'm like, this movie's only PG-13. And then I started thinking and remembering as I'm watching, going, damn, a lot of people die in this movie. Like, yeah, a lot. They just don't have blood splatters. You got to no, have blood yeah, splatters there's in no, VR. No, no blood splatters. Although we do get a Mangalore with his ear half ripped off, which I always oh, enjoy yeah, he seeing. He survived an explosion. <laughs> he, sur- he survived the little red button. Yeah, yeah. So the body count was shocking. You ready for this? It's got to be high. 98. Yeah. That's high, man. Awesome. But I'm like that whole attack on the cruise ship, you know, the, the, the guards and the Mangalores, tons of people, like actual innocent people die. Zorg blows up his right hand man at the airport, basically. And there were people around when he blew up. I'm like, I started thinking back and I'm like, Man, a lot of people died. Corbin doesn't kill a lot. He kills a decent amount of Mangalores. Well, when he gets some kills, though, yeah, it's the Mangalores, yeah. and, like, he's kicking ass when he does yeah. it. 
a fun thing to realize in this movie, and I don't think I ever put it together till much later in watching this when I was older. Corbin and Zorg never meet in this oh, movie. So that's one of the greatest things about this movie. It's a very rare case. It could be. I'm not going to say the only case. No, you can't but say the only. The I'm fact sure that the main hero and the main bad guy never cross paths. No. The only moment that they are sharing a scene together is an elevator scene where Bruce Willis is going yeah. on to an elevator and Gary Oldman is getting off an elevator and they don't even see each other. It's like They're, as if their doors open and close right just a second apart of it's one another. The sa- it's the same scene, but not the same uh, frame is how you would say it. Literally, Corbin goes into the elevator as Zorg walks out of his. Yeah, They're they, only... they do not even know of each other's existence. No. Which is awesome. The only connection is Bruce Willis's company, the taxi company he worked for, was owned by Zorg, and he got laid off, and he got that letter at the top, had the letterhead of Zorg Industries. Where there was a little part at the beginning where they're like, we need to uh, lay off 500, and he's like, lay off a million. Uh, Bruce Willis was involved in that. He got laid off by Zorg. No other connection whatsoever. The the priest is our connection to Zorg and Lilu. And even then, he doesn't even really like talk about Zorg to Dallas. Well, no, because he doesn't even remember him when they yeah. first meet. He's like, oh. Which is awesome because it's like, how pity, how shitty of a bad guy are you? Yeah. You're not even memorable. He's like, oh, yeah, something about art collecting. And it's like, oh, good memory. I was like, really? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's what he was going for there. You know, but I, I've always enjoyed that aspect of it, that our main protagonist and our hero never, never cross paths. this movie. Um, never and it's so cool one other small thing is during zorg's little speech about the mangalores where he's like you know what i like i like a killer that's died in the wool he goes i don't trust these mangalores because of what they fight for and his right hand man's like what they fight for he goes they fight for honor and he doesn't respect that Zorg is killed by the bomb the Mangalore set, and the last thing the Mangalore says when he pushes the button for our honor and hits the button. So he is Zorg is defeated by their sense of honor. I was like, I like that. I really it's very do. cool. It's a nice little, <laughs> nice little tidy up. Again, it's that Luke Besson stuff, man, where I don't he doesn't leave things open-ended, even like during lockout. Everything is answered as the movie goes. You know, you're always going to have inconsistencies in editing and stuff like that that's going to cause a plot hole. But for the most part, I feel like he tidies this movie up 100%, especially taking three movies and making it into one two hour movie. That's no, like it feels like, I guess, flawless. You could even say, like, I, 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 never I, would, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, our next bit is our kill of the week. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. So, Nate, out of 98 deaths, most of them nameless deaths, what would be your kill of the week 
for the fifth element. Well, I would love to tell you this, but guess what, Charlie? I'm out of a beer, and I need to go grab one. Well, I will allow you to go get a beer, so we'll wait on bated breath for Nate to come All back right. with a beer. Did you get your beer? Yep. All right. That's not the I same can't beer believe either. I found another Iron Maiden beer in the fridge. <laughs> that one's not bottled, though. You were drinking a bottled one earlier. I've, I've drank two different bottled ones, and now I've got a sake lager. It's the Sun Steel with a Samurai Eddie. I got some Megadeth Atul Lamont in the in the house. I have not had theirs yet. I've seen it, mm. but I haven't bought it yet. That new Megadeth song. Oh my god! Oh, talk about yeah. kill of the week. Yeah, Woo! Dave went hard for that one. There's Was not that, expecting that to be that good. That came out in a Monomarth's getting the ring, which is Mad Max Vikings. Oh, I have not. Oh, check that did I, one out. Did yet. I not send you that? Oh, you did not. I will have to send you that one. It's Mad Max Vikings. That is all I can say. <laughs> oh, I'm down for that. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we, before you went and got your beer, you have to pick a kill of the week. So. Well, it's the one that stuck with me since I was a kid. Mm. It's the negotiation one. Ah, that's mine. Ah, it's so much fun. We match. <laughs> we match. It's one kill of the week now. It's, yes, it's iconic. I mean, shoots him right the between the eyes, and then you see like where the bullet was. There's no blood splatter, no gore, but no it's gore. the way that he like comes out from cover nonchalantly, just shoots the guy, and then it's like any more negotiating. Yeah, Mangalores won't continue attacking when you take out their leader. That's all the preface we need before he steps it's, out around the it's corner. So awesome. No other movie will ever be able to copy it. No. Because it's like, no, oh, it's you perfect. just copied Fifth Element. How dare you? <laughs> exactly. No, that's mine too. It, there's no ever getting around that. Um, my favorite like group of Mangalores are the ones with the rocket launcher and machine gun behind the plexiglass shield because it's just insane and I love it. But that's not a kill of the week. That's insane Mangalore yeah <laughs> with heavy artillery but uh it's that and then where did he learn how to negotiate like that and then the yeah, president it's, and Brian, everything that it's a that whole thing up. yeah and he's holding the priest Cornelius at gunpoint so it's everyone involved in the movie basically <laughs> all wrapped up in a nice little bundle right there so yeah I'm with you. That's our kill of the week. We match this week. That's awesome. Um, so now, now we're going to do our Al Leong's. So yes, we are. I'm going to play the song, and then we're going to do our little twist on the thing. Ah! All right. So I couldn't participate like I'm having Nate do because I came up with the idea to do this tonight. So that wouldn't be fair. So Nate, will you please reveal to everyone the number you wrote down at the beginning of the show? At the beginning of the show, my original number was an 8.5. 8.5. Would you like to know your score based on space? Yes. And you know what it is? 9.5. It's a 9.5, yes. So, going back on what you've rated everything, you did 1.5 on story, 
two pacing, two artistry, two characters, and two enjoyment, what would you say you your true number is? Is it your gut feeling of 8.5 or your broke down 9.5? I would say maybe it is a 9, like a meet in the middle between what my gut instinct was and what the analytical Nate mm-hmm. just discovered, um, which I did 8.5 originally because a 9 or higher, that's like diehard, you know, tier. That's yeah, but this, gladiator. It's yeah. true. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's Predator. It's, it's those action mm-hmm. movies that are classic, like mm-hmm. Terminator 2, director's cut, is a 10. Now, you know? I like I so when I like try to grade something like this, I'm like, well, Fifth Element's not like up there with those all time tiers, but it's a really good movie. So that's why I went eight point five the first time. You bring up a very good point, and this is something that J Man has brought to light to us, and it's why I like this system. We are not rating Fifth Element against any other movie, but itself. So. Funny counteract to that is mm-hmm. as a person that is mostly miserable most of his life, but his therapist is going, stop comparing shit, you asshole. Mm-hmm. I now have to like try to like stop that because right. I had brought up when Disney's Ancanto had came out and everyone was ranting and raving about it. And I went, well, it's not as good as Moana. I was like, Moana is a fantastic movie. I don't understand why everyone's going so crazy about Encanto. I like Moana. Yeah. And he's like, can't you just enjoy Encanto without comparing it to Moana? Mm. I was like, oh. Now, see, yeah, think I about like it that, that way. <laughs> this is this is the fine line that we find ourselves in doing this podcast and running the group. Is I see these people that love a movie, and then there's a group of people that hate a movie. And how neither can bend one way or another. No, it's like stick to your guns. I had made a comment about The Last Jedi being one of the best Star Wars movies. <laughs> and I think I threw everyone through a wrench. Like they were ready to like get the torches <laughs> I think out. They've all had effigies of Nate and they're burning them tonight. Yeah. I have a birthday month coming out, so don't push me. Um <laughs> But no, it's it's kind of brought this I don't know what to call it. Like it's opened my eyes because I've always said we're not we're not a critic show. I'm not criticizing. No, we movies. only rate I, stuff because it's just it's fun. I feel like if I give you a number of a movie, that tells you how much I liked it. Not that that's what it should be considered across the board. I like some pretty shitty movies. I've never hidden that fact. I've also Ghost of like, Mars. Yeah. <laughs> There was quite a few, honestly, there was quite a few people that were, I was surprised that when we announced Same. that, they were like, the Holy people are like, oh, I like this movie. I was like, whoa, was they not were all expecting like, that reaction. Hidden gem movie. Love that. Wish it got more attention. And I, dude, that made me feel fantastic that I'm like, I'm not alone in these kind of things. And you know what? There are some mainstream movies that I'm just like, meh. But I, I'm going to say it now. We haven't had a chance really to talk about it, and we should. We're an action show. I watched Top Gun Maverick. I loved that movie. I walked out of that theater saying it was a 10. It was a perfect action movie for me. And for the majority of the world, it's 
crossed a billion dollars. Yeah, so it's true. not like I liked a shitty movie. Cannot wait to actually sit down and watch it. <laughs> that that movie just hit my soul right. It wasn't. It paid homage to the original, but didn't do what Star Wars does and just try to rehash old movies with a new cover on them. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but it, I have my issues with the new star Wars movies, but again, I can find enjoyment in almost any movie I watch except battlefield earth. Um, <laughs> it's that movie. Wait will till never, the next space adventure. Um, God or thirst or anything. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I look at how people rate things and compare things. So I like that this type of analytical thinking to this rating system is I am only comparing the movie to itself. Was the story good? Where do I put that? Where the, and I enjoy that because I can't compare fifth element to aliens. They're incomparable movies. Nah, it's two different style of movies. Like right. it would not make any sense but to compare this to Aliens. Aliens is a 10. My score, if anyone's not keeping score at home, I also gave this movie a 9.5 for Fifth Element. And I stand behind that. I feel like that's exactly what my gut would have said because I have no fault with this movie. Really, the only reason story got a 1.5 is because we have heard the story quite a bit. It is a bit of a rehash. That's not a dig on the movie. That's just a fact that eventually we get tired of it, even in 97, which is another thing that kind of bugs me is when people compare older movies to new movies. And I'm like, that's not fair. There wasn't anything to compare that to when this well, movie came out. 97's you know? a very awkward year, too. You have oh, this yeah. coming out. You have Starship Troopers, which the world was not ready for. No, again, in another nine and a half movie, if I'm not mistaken. You on get Allianz. Batman Robin. You get <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme's double team. That was a you Joel get... Schumacher, man. That was a one of the guys that should have been making great action adventure movies. Yeah. No, instead you do you get Spawn. The only two you get two you do get two of the best action movies in my opinion of all time, Face Off and Con Air. Oh God. But like ninety seven is a very strange year for action movies. Mm-hmm. It, it's we weren't quite there in the transition of a post Matrix world, but we're also kind of there of action fatigue of um People just yeah. were kind of burnt out on one dude killing a hundred people. Yeah, we were we were already past what I call the Greek god phase, which was the Arnold Schwarzeneggers, the Stallones, the larger than lives. We got into the everyman's, and then it couldn't just be the everyman anymore. We had to get kind of like the the John Woo. We had to get more into the fight choreography. It had to be more of a wow feature. We're gonna crash an airplane into the Las Vegas Strip. We needed the it was the Mission Impossible kind of scenario well, that with, happened, and then early two thousands we got the Bourne movies, which was like, well, let's be brutal but shaky cam where you can't see anything. I, and like, I've seen all those Bourne movies, I, have, but I can't tell you. I don't which know the difference which? in them. Nope. Yeah, 
like I know the first about one. It's memorable. Like to I remember, there's one where he beats the shit out of a dude with a book and stabs a guy with a pen, and that being pretty cool. That might be the first one. You want to know how like generic those got is when I try to remember things from the Bourne movie, I end up remembering Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. It's like that's, that's a problem. That because Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon in my brain just got scrambled up. Shooter is a really good movie though. It's a good sniper movie. Good like well, like it's fun. It that's has a good... it has a thriller element to it, like a mystery, and it was decent. But I get those movies mixed up in my head all the time, you know, and that kind of started that definitely started happening like in the early 2000s with a lot of movies. How many horror movies do we get mixed up, you know, in our brains from the early 2000s? Because they all jumped on the the wagon of the urban legend, the scream. Oh, they the all jumped on the bandwagon term, of scream. You know, like, let's all, put a bunch of hot people, put them on yeah. the cover. And in the center is like the mysterious bad guy. Yeah, you know, even they Wes Craven produced one with Dracula. Yeah, we got Dracula two thousand. You know, we got all those other you know movies that they had some good things in them, but for the most part, they're blended. I don't even know where all this conversation was going originally, but it was just that there's movies that you can't compare to other movies. We're not film critics. We never claim to be. So when I say Fifth Element is a nine point five, I'm only comparing it to itself. That is what I take away from this. And I think, Nate, you're well within the margin of, you know, discrepancy, even from an 8.5 to a 9.5. That's only one star, you know, yeah. that that's moved from. So there's nothing wrong with that. Like in my head, I was already going to be rating it high. And then once I like finished watching it, once you started nailing twos, I was like, I know years. where you're going. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like I haven't seen this in quite a few years. It's like, ah, this movie's still awesome. It's still a lot of fun. I ha- I had a blast watching it. That's 90% of the movie. Did I have fun? Then the movie did its job and I don't need to analytically dissect a movie. If I was the movie professor showing this to a bunch of college film students, I'd be like, this is the movie to watch. Right. Okay. This is the one like, here you go. Go forth. Watch the fifth element. Watch Bruce Willie be really cool. All right. Fall in love with Milia Jovovich. Don't worry. Uh Everybody's Gary Oldman is just Gary Oldman. You're going to love him no Gary matter Oldman. what. It's called guess which characters Gary Oldman when you watch his movies. And I'm there yeah. for it. I love it. You know. All right, Nate, do you have uh Oh boy. Do I ever. All right. Well, I, I have your drop. I, l- I love how Nate gets nervous. Cause he's still not yeah, sure whether I better have the right drop play which drop. Cause I have both, but yeah. But there's one. I'm, there's only one. I'm being and nice. That's what I want. Okay. I'm the trash man. I come out. I throw trash all over the, all over the ring, and then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can and I smash the guy on the head. Oh, that's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so this one comes from Leslie E. Gave it one star out of five back in 2020. That's they just impossible. simply said one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh they didn't God. even attempt to make the aliens look real. The plot was average and predictable. I mean, we all knew the fifth element was going to save the world just in time. And it was way too long. My verdict, half a star, but I'll give it just an extra half 
just for a somewhat average pace. Final verdict, one star. That person needs kicked in the teeth. I mean, obviously, the fifth element's going to save the day. It's name of the title. Like, w- what did you want? Right. What did you it, want? That the, the, It not going off means everyone died. Yeah. That's not fun. That was like, the whole That was the whole plot was average. We, like, it's the only one I didn't give a two, but it's like, yeah, the plot's kind of what you see before, good versus evil. If that's yeah. your case, every movie sucks. Right. Except for Moana. I do like Moana. Moana's good a really good movie. Moana. You know what? Like yeah, it. it's a it's a really good soundtrack. You're welcome. You're welcome. What can yeah. I say to you? I mean, it's a rock. I so. mean, the, he's really like the perfect human being. I probably. like Maui. Yeah, I do like cool. Maui a lot. I you wish know, my just... tattoos would talk to me. Oh god, if my tattoos could talk to me, it'd just be the Kool Aid Man with an axe going, "I'm gonna murder you." Well, I got Judge Dredd Ooh, on yeah. one arm. And RoboCop on the other, so I I think mine would be pretty awesome. Actually, mine I get to hang out with Danny DeVito. You, you would get Danny, and then you get yeah, the Trash Man, and I, I wouldn't would have, have a live man. drop. You, you could wouldn't. just put the microphone down to your crotch. That's <laughs> pretty much where I imagine you would put the Trash Man. That's where I should have. See, <laughs> always thinking. You got another now, one for us? We do. All right. This comes from Crass Action Hero, rated back in two thousand six. I kind of like the star. name. I don't out like it 10. anymore. I don't. I, out of ten. One out of ten. I definitely don't like crass action. He called this the element of suck. The fifth element. That wasn't even clever. I know, right? He didn't even try. <laughs> he just put the word suck in it. Crass action hero and his pun is that. Oh, that's garbage. Thing. That's he says that was trash. This is something when it came out. I look forward to this. Damn overhype. I hate you. When a movie sucks, the huge hype only makes the disgust even more sour. The fifth element does not deliver at all. What the problem? (laughs) What a problem? It's incredibly boring. Drunk Nate reading these, which is even better because I'm watching his facials. (laughs) For its time, we're cool. The FX are here sometimes and look good. (laughs) Wow. Other than that, this is an ugly movie. The colors are poor. Also, the acting is quite wooden, too. Bruce Willis is just phoning it in here. Gary Ullman? What can I say? What is he even doing here? He not only looked ridiculous, but is not menacing at all. <laughs> I One wish I of the least convincing me. villains ever. This movie what? also drags along slowly. Slowly. What? So slow and boring that I fell asleep while watching this. No, this wasn't Ang Lee's The Hulk. I woke up. It's still on. Ick! The movie is also too long. The main problem? Freaking boring. The last word? Just plain bad. A lot of you reviewers are too kind. This sucks. Watch out. The 7.2 rating here is an illusion. This is more like a one. Avoid. That's someone I that likes to barely smell made it through that. I know you did. I wanted to blame it being <laughs> drunk Nate, but I imagine that's how it's written. 
<laughs> I've never wanted to punch someone so hard in my life. Hey, to get a name like Crass, I was impressed with Crass Action Hero. I really yeah. was, man. You had me at that point. And then a one out of 10 with that just writing words down to sound like a pretentious, if I was going to say the F-bomb on this show, now would be the time. An but F that's... I'm still not gonna because you don't even deserve to be the first time I dropped. He also that word said on a here. crank was an action movie for idiots, and damn right I'm an idiot for loving that movie. You know, I know I say I'm not a critic, and I'm not a type of person that you like what you like, and you don't like what you don't like, and that's fine. Everyone can have an opinion. But when this you guy write, can't because he liked Ghostwriter. Yeah, when you no one like Ghostwriter. When you write it down like that and put it out there into the world, I'm gonna judge you hard. There's gonna be a podcast out there that's gonna read it and judge you hard. Well, that's what we're doing. That that is terrible. You shouldn't even watch movies anymore. Stop yeah, watching you're movies. Banned from movies. Okay. All right. Well, that's enough of that. <laughs> Good trash opinions. Not that the trash I, opinions are good. I only good. find the best. Nate finds some truly trash, trash opinions. All right, man. Well, everybody, let us know what you think about the space. This is our first time doing it. Yeah. Go on ahead and email own. us what email you think us. about this new style. Maybe we'll try it for one horror episode, get some feedback, and see where I, we go. What? Here's my thought on it. I don't want to do this every episode, but I thought about like what Nate had said. When we do a movie where we're like, how do we approach this movie? I think that's when we bring this out. I think this should just be something we keep in our back pocket so that we don't end up synopsizing a movie that millions of people have watched and loved sass action. Hero. Real talk. I absolutely hate synopsis in a movie. I absolutely just love talking about what I loved about that movie. I mean, I think we should, we should say, we know we fall into that and it kills us when we listen back and go, damn it. We synopsize the movie. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that do enjoy those type of shows, and I do listen to ones that do it. It's just not what I'm just better at it. Yeah, it's just not what I want to be. You walked out of the movie theater with me, and we're talking about what we enjoyed about the movie. And that's kind of what I think I like doing this one with space was we could talk about it, but we just broke it down into sections. Um, And again, it's the first time I've done it solo. Normally, I have J Man. J Man walks us through, and he's that's. He does movie reviews. He uses this for the reviews. We all really enjoy doing it on the live streams, and it does it does help to clarify your gut feeling of a movie. And it's fairly it's so far, it's been accurate with the movies we've covered over there. Um, but yeah, just let us know. GMBMAMPOD at gmail.com. Check us out over on our Facebooks at Give Me Back My Action and Give Me Back My Horror Movies. We're on uh, Instagram. We are on Twitter. We're kind of on TikTok. We haven't really gained a following over there. I don't know what's going on with TikTok right now anyway, so we'll see where that develops. I'm just having fun with it. I mean, I just released a trailer on the day of release. Yeah. That's kind of been our thing. I got a little bit of traction on one, but um, I, again, we don't dig into a lot of stuff, but there's talk of it being banned. I don't know what 
what's going to come of it again. This is like the second or third time it's happened. It was like, that's our luck, Nate. We just joined some type of social media and platform gets and it gets banned. It was like, you're not supposed to be on that one. I'm like, I didn't know there was rules. No one gave me the I rule book. Know. But everyone's <laughs> mad at China or something. I have no, I don't know. Uh, everything I own is made in China. I don't understand where. Yeah, the really. Yeah, that's as mad that's, that's as political as we're going to we get. Live in. <laughs> but now, uh, and you can you can find us, talk to us out there, reach out. You know, join in. We we talk about the movies more during the release weeks. Um, you know, like I said, we were kind of shocked at some of the response we got for our space journey and this is our final journey in space this week yep um we are now going to land back on earth planet hopefully we'll be uh covering stuff that takes place where gravity exists yes yes um to our keen eared listeners there was a hint in this episode as to the next action movie we're doing uh nate threw out a suggestion for us to try that because i want people to listen to our commercials that's how you hear about other shows and i like to have a little bit of fun in them and i throw little commercials or little like this week was the transformers you know it's it's just fun man and that's why we do this and when it stops being fun we'll stop doing it so yeah if you uh want to find us we are out there on most of the social media so you can always reach us there and please as always go check out all of our other shows on the podcast network you heard pete's commercial uh from good beer bad movie night we have the monster movie stomp down give me back my pro wrestling i know you hear me with flynn hendrix and tales from the haunt with flynn hendrix and just jeff great shows we recommend everyone listen to all all the shows on the network and all of our shows that are friends, we mentioned them in the last episode. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you will see us sharing and uh, interacting with those shows a lot more. And we got some stuff down the pipe. We may have some collaborations in the works with uh, some other shows outside of our network. So we're with really that, looking forward to that. We have, we some have interviews coming up. We have some awesome. We stay uh, busy in 2022. Po- post covid charlie can now do some interviews and i feel like yes. total ass um but we're looking forward to some stuff and uh, i got a meeting with sludge coming up to start talking about our it it sucks man it's july half the year's gone so that means we got to start planning for halloween and our holiday shows so that's well, how much work they take i'm completely free you're <laughs> you're very expensive free we'll put it that yes. way um, I want to give special thanks to the people of Maryland. Yes. Because y'all went crazy on downloading our episodes in June. So thank you so much. It was kind of insane to see how much Maryland like uh, gave us some love. I was just in your beautiful state not too long ago for yes, Maryland Nate Death Fest a and had a lot of fest. fun. Yeah. yeah. And um, Nate kept sharing pictures from like members of death metal bands. And I went... Did you get him to come on the show? I totally forgot to bring that up. And I, I just was too scared to mention to it. Couldn't virtually smack him, you know, because yeah, even though <laughs> we've I had a death metal guy on the show. So it's not like it's weird for us to ask people. No, it makes total sense. I want to keep getting more metal people onto the show. And <laughs> we are uh, we are a very metal type. Of show course, when I'm at a festival, I, I drop the ball. I do have another metal festival I will be attending called uh, like Into the Darkness Fest up in Youngstown, Ohio. So ah. I'll still be in my state. 
That's Hopefully a I get to meet some great people and yeah. uh, stand on my feet and have them hurt for two days straight. Well, since we're throwing some shout outs to Maryland and yes, thank you, Maryland. You guys really blew up. You guys the, rule uh, Florida. Feed. You rule yeah, California, but I didn't the, forget you, Illinois. The one I got to throw out and I have been begging for listeners from this particular place for quite a while. We've got listeners in Australia. Yeah, we do. We and did I'm, it, Australia. I'm not going to. You and I and us. Embarrass you by trying to do a bad Australian accent. But thank you from us here to those of you down under. I'm going to say down under. You knew I was going to say it. Just go with it. It'll be fine. But no, we. Uh, it's awesome to see the little continents and countries. Yeah light up on our uh where we have our um statistics and we are closing in on five thousand total downloads since the beginning of the show we're barely a year and a half into the show i feel those numbers are amazing and we couldn't do it without you guys we really Each do appreciate month, it keep growing more and more every month has been bigger than the last i, Please I can say that stick around that's me begging but also like it's like seriously thank you like it's great to know that we keep finding new members i can't figure out if you're horror people or if you're action people because each time it's like well like they're they're kind of like neck and neck every time that's the point of the show man that's the beauty that's our uniqueness we are both we are action. We are horror because we love them both. And I do. I do love watching the little. It's like little horse races on our episode downloads. And you'll be like, oh, Hellraiser 2 got 57 downloads in a week. And then an action one gets 30. And then the next week, the action one gets 70. And then the horror one gets 29. No rhyme or reason. <laughs> no reason like, whatsoever. Well, we got some downloads in Washington, D.C. as well. So. Big ups to whatever political party you're a part of. <laughs> or hopefully you're not affiliated. Or we love you not. even more. That's right. <laughs> but no, thanks to everyone that's listened. Everyone that's listened from the beginning and still sticking with us. Please share us out. Tell your friends. Rate us on Spotify. Rate us on Apple Music. Yeah, put, put a review out. We'll us. share it. Yeah. yeah. I will give you all the shout outs on Instagram and Maybe TikTok if I can get comfortable being in front of a camera just by myself talking to my phone. Like, I don't yeah. know how Gen Z does it. It's a little different when he's just looking it's at awkward. me talking on the screen. But if yeah, I it's actually so much easier or the guy that's pushing me to get us on YouTube, he's also like, I don't know if I want to be on video. And so <laughs> well, this this face and this mug, I don't know if the world is ready for such beauty. We've put it out. I put your face on multiple movie posters yeah, you and references bastard. you always put an old photo where i did a soul patch as a joke <laughs> yeah but guess who has a soul patch zorg not me but zorg does <laughs> oh i have a picture that i used you to oh, I, was gonna say. I used to rock the soul patch unironically it's my favorite picture to photoshop on things <laughs> i love it Photoshop has trouble deciphering yes. my beard if I wear my, a black My shirt. dating life was fantastic when I had a soul patch. <laughs> what it was was Jack Black had one. I decided I should have one. Mind bullets. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, as I let Nate take a swig of beer, he's the one that has to lead us into our outro. And yeah, man. You should probably just show. give us the uh, good word. 
Hey, Nate. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice hat. Oh, well, thank you. I wore a hat while recording with headphones on because that makes sense. That was I'm in my own home. I should be comfortable. That was Corbin Dallas and the guy holding him up. Oh, I thought you were just really liking my hat. No, I was. No, I was, it's Friday was, the 13th hat. It's Camp Crystal Lake. Yep. It's like as if I was a counselor there. I'm just going to end it now. You done screwed up the whole bit. Bye. (laughs) Bye. All right, Nate, we got to get home, man. We've been in space way too long. Won't you? uh, Oxygen levels are depleting. We'll be fine. Just uh, hit that button over there that says return home. Okay, so you want me to like hit this button? The emergency destruct system is now activated. God damn it, Nate. You put two red buttons next to each other. What do you expect to happen? And neither one are labeled. They are labeled, but you're oh, sweaty you palm. expect me to read? Yeah, normally I expect no, you to no, read. No, I just kind of press and don't pay attention. I told you that the van had a self-destruct button.